Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer, and today we're back with my dear friend and mentor, Barbara Lowry. She's a wonderful homeopath who, when I met her, was at one of Dinesh Chowan's seminars in Stillwater, Minnesota, back in, gee, 2011, I think. Anyway, Barbara has been so instrumental in my career as a homeopath. And and like I said, she's agreed to come back on with us and and chit chat about some things that she thinks are really important. And when we were discussing this subject, um, I was just like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) So anyway, Barbara actually went to the School of Homeopathy in New York, and her teacher was Joanna Daly, which is no longer, sadly, no longer um, up and running. But it's affiliated with the School of Homeopathy, Devon, England. And Barbara says you can reach it at homeopathyschool.com. She says it's a great school, and because she's such a great homeopath, (laughs) I have to believe her. So anyway, without further ado, Barbara, it's so good to have you back. Thank you for joining us again. And I'm just going to let you go ahead and tell your subject matter today because like I said, it's this is this is huge in our world today, and um, I'm I'm so happy that you're here to talk to us about it. So, Barbara, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for all the kind words. I appreciate it. And it's so uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're great. Uh, yeah, I think you're wonderful too. So, thank you. Um, okay, thank you for being there and doing what you're doing because you're really doing a lot of good for a lot of people. And, and oh, you're so sweet. More of out there right now, especially. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the title, my grand title for this is Uncovering Blocks to Health that we encounter in the 21st century and how to deal with them. And I realize that this, it's really really a pretty hefty topic <laughs> um, and uh, it could be expanded to, you know, probably a three-day, you know, seminar. Um, but um, I, I, it, this is a, not an exhaustive uh, sense of research on my part, but it's basically based on my experience which has been researched in its own facets, you know, pretty diligently, because I'm I'm pretty much a, a heavy duty researcher and with a curious, curious mind. And I like to know why things happen the way they do, which is probably true of most of us who are homeopaths. But in any event, um, uh, basically in homeopathy, I mean, our goal is to get to the underlying cause of symptoms, and uh, which is something that I've sought for all of my life for my own, you know, stuff uh, that I had. And uh, whenever I would ask anybody uh, what, you know, well, well, what's the cause of the problem? They ask the medical doctor that and they, while they're writing the prescription, they get really ticked off at me and, um, and not give me any answer. And I think that's what probably eventually one of the, one of the elements that propelled me into homeopathy. In any event, the goal is to get to the underlying cause of the symptoms. And um, our lives today are saturated with symptoms. Um, they can be caused by five uh, five categories of things that I've come up with. Number one is suppression from allopathic drugs. And I'm going to cover uh, 
each of these things a little bit to give you my experience uh, with it. Suppression from allopathic drugs. The second one is long-term side effects of recreational drugs. Uh, The third on the list um, is hormonal and endocrine system disruptors, like, like for instance, birth control pills, um, and actually thyroid uh, uh, hormone replacement can be as well, especially if, um, if there's, a, there's a homeopathic remedy or a substance, for instance, like iodine, you know, in, in its um, substance form that can actually make the problem okay and go away and be healthy again. Number four is heavy metals as another um, another uh, block to cure. And then the fifth on the list is environmental chemicals. Um, now, they're not in any kind of priority order. Um, I actually ordered them this way because the most interesting are the suppression from allopathic drugs and the long-term side effects of recreational drugs. Um, the rest of it is useful information, but if I started out with heavy metals and environmental chemicals, you'd probably go to sleep. Okay, so... Sorry. Um, it, today, giving typical remedies for symptoms like uh, Samuel Hahnemann may have given, did give uh, back starting in the early 1700s, um, they would work because they were primarily organic issues, with the exception, of course, they were putting mercury on, you know, giving mercury and sulfur um, and toxic stuff in order to cure people. And that was creating its own issues, which he realized. But uh, for the most part, we didn't, they didn't have radiation. They didn't have a lot of the environmental stuff that we're just breathing in the air now. And uh, a constitutional remedy would work um, or the polycrest would work just fine. And there were no real blocks like we're experiencing today. Today, um, the constitutional remedy is first and foremost, you get that and you get the closest possible and not everybody gets out of the gate. In fact, what I've been told is that the best homeopaths in the world, um, first first try with an individual, will get it We'll get the similimum 75% of the time. So it's a, it's a process and it's an art. But if you can give the closest possible uh, uh, constitutional remedy to match that person's uh, holistic makeup and pattern, um, that's the first line of defense. And then you see, after you take a full history uh, from people and you find out um, you find out what uh, what what pharmaceutical drugs they're on, uh, if they've done any recreational drugs uh, in the past, uh, what their livelihood is. You don't know. Maybe they, if it was 1920 or something, maybe they work in a hat factory and they're going to have mercury poisoning. You never know. Um, but it's just a, a silly example, but you get what I mean. Um, find out um, uh, uh, what, uh, obviously, all of their symptoms. and um, And then... Uh, then you've got something to work with. Um, what I do, the first line of defense, once I learn what the history is, and especially what pharmaceuticals people are taking, and if they've had the uh, the COVID vaccine, um, that's incredibly important now, which I did not incorporate into this this talk today. But uh, and and birth control pills, all all of things, anything that they're ingesting and it's been prescribed or recreationally. Then uh, you take the case, you do the constitutional remedy, and then um, if that constitutional remedy that you are confident. Otherwise, you're confident is is the best match um, because that's why you're prescribing it. But it doesn't. You're confident in it, but it 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 works for a short period of time and then it doesn't. You have to repeat it way too soon. Um, instead of worrying, well, I probably just got the wrong remedy. 
recheck it first to make sure maybe you did get the wrong remedy. It's not the closest possible, but if you're confident of it, be confident in your confidence and then look deeper. Look at the, um, look at the, um, uh, the, the, the symptoms on the internet, the symptoms associated side effects of, uh, of these, these drugs, recreational and, and regular allopathic prescribed medications. And you're going to find that, um, symptoms are caused by the the drugs themselves the the suppression from the allopathic drugs number one on the list one thing to know uh before we start talking about that i'll give you a couple of examples of um uh in my practice with that um but first i want to tell you that um a book that a book that i was clued into that has been an incredible textbook reference is called Fighting Fire with Fire, Homeopathic Detox Therapy by Tan Jansen. That's T-O-N, last name Jansen, J-A-N-S-E-N, homeopath. Um, Real treatment solutions for 21st century diseases, including a concise materia medica of 37 new sarcodes and 25 other remedies. That's that's what the cover of the book says. Um, It's really very helpful. And um, I have uh, gone by uh, his um, levels, his hierarchy of levels. Um, There's a hierarchy to the organ systems that he recognized and um, and I'm sure it's based on all previous, you know, homeopathic literature as well. Um, and you always need to be working, he says, at the highest level uh, that's been compromised. Different substances are going to cause damage to different bodily systems and organs. And the basics in my practice are basically um, at the number one. And in his and level one is if somebody has had steroids, been prescribed steroids, prednisone uh, or uh, steroid creams, and if especially if they've had it, uh, a lot uh, in their life. Um, even if they haven't, if they've only had it a couple of times, they may be super sensitive to it and it's creating a block. That stuff stays in the system and it dampens the immune system. That's the point of it. It's so your immune system can't react and it it can block a homeopathic remedy as well. Um, quick sidebar about that. Um, that does, And that's what I was taught in homeopathy school as well, that steroids, prednisone are going to block uh, uh, a homeopathic remedy. That does not happen in every single case. I'll just leave it at that. I do have a really good example of that, but uh, idiopathic uh, uh, liver hepatitis, liver inflammation, and the constitutional remedy was such a perfect right on match that she was good. She was good after that, and um, and she was taking prednisone on a daily basis for a long time, and she was still taking it while I gave her the constitutional, but it still helped her. So there's that. Um, but what you do then, if you know that the constitutional remedy is blocking, uh, is being blocked, uh, and you know that that person has a history of, um, of antibiotics, uh, birth control pills, and steroids, you always go to clear the steroids first. That's the first line of defense in the hierarchy in the body. So, um, uh, one example, um, let's see. Example of that is in uh, you'd have to go to the book instead of going deeply into that. Go to get Tom Jansen's book and read it. He has what he calls the four by four protocol, and there are um, uh, uh, Helios in London uh, Pharmacy, Helios UK in London um, has uh, uh, steroid polycombination that you can get in four potencies. And then you do a protocol that's in his book over an eight week period with four potencies. And it's done a particular way that uh, does not cause um, uh, 
usually does not cause in my practice any uh, terrible symptoms because you're trying to overdo it and trying to get it out of the system. It's a gentle way of doing it and covering a lot of different potencies and frequency vibrations. So that's one way of neutralizing the prednisone in someone's body. Uh, and a, a real live example of that actually is a, a, a woman who, uh, calcarb was her constitutional remedy. And um, uh, everything was better with the exception of this hip pain, constant hip pain. And it didn't, it didn't nail that at all. And I knew something, something was blocking the calcarb because the calcarb handled everything else organically really well, especially the mental emotional level. And that's key. So um, I said, all right, when did it start? When did the hip pain start? Hip pain started, uh, oh yeah, it was, um, it was when I was in the hospital and they gave me prednisone. Um, We did the polysteroid, um, four by four protocol and the hip pain cleared up. This worked the same way with a tetanus shot with another uh, another client of mine. Um, constant shoulder pain and the constitutional remedy worked just fine. Uh, figured out that and remembered that she had a, a uh, she had the tetanus shot about two weeks before the pain started. We gave her a four by four protocol of tetanus and uh, and the shoulder pain cleared up. So um, that's um, that's one example. Here's another um, another. Uh, example of um, allopathic drugs having to do with uh, antidepressants. Um, A man age 56 suffered from anxiety, depression, restlessness, poor concentration, and erectile dysfunction. He had a history of a lot of steroids in order to suppress rheumatoid arthritis, and he was on three antidepressants. Um, uh, He, um, I looked up, I looked up the, um, the, uh, the antidepressants, Zoloft, Welbutrin, and Trazodone was what he was on. Um, and the in the in the case taking, you find out that a lot the biggest re- one of the biggest reasons there were a lot of reasons for the depression and the intensity of what was going on in his life. But the erectile dysfunction, he's a man that bothered him the most. So that's the thing. Whatever whatever needs to be handled is that person's going to tell you what needs to be handled. And um, the erectile dysfunction was the first thing that needed to be done away with and remedied. So in researching the three antidepressants, Zoloft was the actually the only one of the three that causes erectile dysfunction. He was surprised. He didn't even know it. And I said, here's what we're going to do. And he wanted to wean off. Now, you cannot tell people to get off of their drugs. You can't do that. That's illegal. Um, we're not allowed to do that. And you can get into deep trouble if you try to do that. So do not do that. But this was his choice. He wanted to get off this stuff. He knew it wasn't doing him any good. And that's why he came to me, the homeopath. So I said, all right, Zoloft, if you're good with that, Zoloft is the first thing to get, you're going to wean off of, according to the doctor's instructions. And at the same time, um, you can be helpful with um, the homeopathic version of Zoloft, which is sertraline. It's the generic, uh, and it's called sertraline. Um, and um, there are, I don't if as a practitioner, you can sign up as a practitioner. I believe you could probably buy it anyway. I can't give you the codes. It's I&E Organics in California. They have, um, they have uh, it there. So <clears throat> after the Zoloft uh, was gone, uh, he had his function back. He was a man again, and he was very happy about that. But his constitutional remedy, best constitutional remedy, was Orem Metallicum. Um, but the ED was the biggest emotional issue, other than the financial issues in his company and stuff. So he was a much, much happier person after that. Moving on 
to the second thing here was long-term side effects of recreational drugs. This is, uh, I, you know how when you when you listen to, you go to do webinars and you, people, homeopaths have these perfect textbook cases of, and then I gave them this and everything was wonderful and it was great. Well, not every case works that way. And I think most cases are not textbook perfect. And no, you don't get the similum out of the gate. And uh, people have a lot of issues. They're deep-seated, and they don't always come out in the first glance. Um, this was one of those textbook perfect cases, almost. You'll see. A woman in her 30s. She was a daily pot smoker in order to quell anxiety. She's married. She's in her 30s. She has a couple of kids. She has a life. She, she's functional. She's fine. But she couldn't sleep at night, and so she smoked pot in order to be able to sleep and to quell the anxiety. Um her remedy was, her constitutional remedy was peregrine falcon, and it worked beautifully for her. Uh, everything was better except for the sleep. She went off the marijuana. Now, you need to know, if you don't know already, um, marijuana will antidote um, every homeopathic remedy. That's what I was taught, and that's what I found to be true. So I said, if you want to do this, I said, you've got to stop smoking the pot, and we got to see how the peregrine falcon works. And she said, I'll do it. No problem. Everything, she was much better, literally felt better. Um, no anxiety, um, happy, and so on, but she couldn't sleep. <clears throat> so I tried, you know, cannabis indica, uh, a, a four by four protocol, um, along with uh, the Peregrine Falcon 1M in the third glass every Saturday, because we found her taking that remedy in the third glass gave her what she needed, and but without any kind of um, aggravation. So it was every other Saturday along with the cannabis indica. And it worked well for a few weeks. And then the sleep was bad again. You know that there's a block. It's not the cannabis indica. There's something else happening. I had no idea. She also had abdominal issues uh, after an antibiotic um, uh, for E. coli um, that affected her kidneys. And she had been on a carnivore diet. And it was causing smelly urine and smelly poop. So I said, let's do a polybowel plus, which I think, if I remember correctly, is from Helios. Polybowel plus four by four protocol. Again, Tom Jansen's book referred to fighting fire with fire. And um, uh, and then after that, we try, I tried again, cannabis indica LM3 daily for a week, thinking maybe, maybe it was just the potency. That didn't work either. Finally, she said, Barbara, you've helped. I really appreciate it, but uh, this is not working and I'm not going to give money to you anymore because, <laughs> because it's not, not working with, with what we're doing for the sleep. And I said, I understand. I totally get it. Several months later, I had an epiphany and I thought, wait a minute, the pineal gland governs sleep. That regulates our sleep. Why not give pineal gland sarcode in 3C daily and see what happens. I texted her. I hadn't talked to her in months. And I said, how's the sleep? She said, it's still pretty bad. I said, all right, I got an idea for you. Are you willing to do it? And she said, yes, she did. She ordered it. She took it. And one month later, almost to the day, uh, she texted me out of the blue. And she said, quote, last night was the best night to sleep I've had in a while. It's slowly but surely healing. And I feel so much better overall. Now, if you look at all the chat rooms, uh, uh, for people whose sleep is totally messed up because they smoke pot, I found out through research that chronic pot smokers um, are have their sleep is so messed with that they nothing has worked, and they talk to one another, and nobody has found a solution. Um, and now I get why because their pineal gland has been has been messed up with, and it needs to be fixed. So um, it it needed to be healed, and this actually works. So if you don't pass along any other information here, use it. 
pass this on to everybody you know who smokes pot if they have trouble sleeping. Pineal gland star code 3C daily and watch the magic. Um, that is amazing. I'm wow. <laughs> Before we go too much further, I just want to. So you say um, she was taking um, her remedy in fourth glass. No, that's like fourth dilution. It was actually the third, third glass. With the third. Okay. So yeah. do you want to explain that to people in case they don't know what you're talking yes. about? Um, the, uh, the, the constitutional remedy, um, you line up the half a glass of water, three glasses, um, and uh, a half glass, like a half cup of water. It could be less than that. And put a couple pellets in the first glass of the remedy, give it a few stirs, and then lift the spoon straight up. Not like you're going to take it in your mouth, but just lift the spoon so there's one drop hanging there and move it over to the second glass. Let that drop drop into that second glass of water. Give it a few stirs, lift the spoon, move it over to the third glass. Let that one drop from the spoon drop. Give it a few stirs and immediately take a teaspoon of that third glass of water. Hey. That's the dose. Very interesting. And you did that because she's so sensitive or you just wanted it to be deeper having, acting? She had an aggravation from it. And, okay. and I, I didn't want her to overtake it because it was such a good match for her. And when you do the, uh, that I didn't want her taking it every week, but with the, with Tun Jansen's method of the, the four by four or three by four protocol, which I won't describe what that right. definition is, but um, uh, he has you take the, what he calls the Saturday remedy which is either the constitutional remedy, or if you don't know the constitutional remedy, it's the uh, a remedy that maybe has the organ affinity uh, right. for what the problem is or that type of thing. But she's so good on Falco P that to have her, you know, she didn't need it that often. And to have her take it every Saturday at a 1M, not a good idea. But that potency worked for her and was working for her in the third glass. So it was like, I had her take it every other Saturday in the third glass. And then just not that often, but enough right. to to keep her 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 whole immune system moving forward while the pineal while the uh, right uh, and it was, yeah while the can of syndica was hopefully working right excellent okay and then real quick for idiopathic do you want to explain what you meant by idiopathic to someone who may or may not you know oh, versed in homeopathy? yes 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 Good. idiopathic means um, uh, in that instance. Um, she had a. She was born with an inflamed liver, and nobody could figure out why. And when when the doctors cannot figure out what the problem is, they call it idiopathic illness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I'm ready to continue listening. Right. <laughs> I don't know if we should. If this would be a good place to, you know, call it um, a good place to take a break because there's a lot of information that you've already given us that, um, you know, it's a lot to process. So. I think we'll ask, this is a really good natural break and then we'll just make it a part two. So with that, um, we'll take a break here. And, and Dr. Barbara, again, like I said, well, she'll do a part two on this podcast because she's so interesting. <laughs> so to all of you out there, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.